喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵。Do you quit what I quit? Come ye to land for meow. Is it ready, Jesse? Jesse. Oh, he's like winking and nodding. Ugh, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> Hi! Hi, Elliot. Hi, Tom. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. How are you feeling? Are you a sick daddy today? I might be sick. I don't sick really know. Sick little piggy. Oh, God. Already? <laughs> Second three and you're making me feel sicker than I already am. <laughs> Thomas, how are you feeling? There's a trough. Um, I, <laughs> I'm feeling, as usual, I'm feeling the opposite of you. So I'm feeling... Great. Yeah. So if you so like start I'm to sorry. get sick, I'll be like getting better. Exactly. Probably. Yeah. That's amazing. So, welcome to the trough of a podcast. Um, do you queer what I queer? <laughs> and that's Elliot. And that's Tom. And uh, yeah, welcome to Dickwick. We're happy to have you in our little piglet trough yeah. listening center. Cute. Is it cute? Yeah. I've, it's a lot of good imagery. Did you just oink? I tr- I tried. It was. I'm sorry. It's cold season, everybody. I love when you're sick. It makes you a little bit kooky i do get a little bit kooky, and i want to capitalize on that and it's like spooky kooky october so it's spooky kooky october i Um, hate october why the world dies i really beg to differ yeah not december or january well the world's already dead at that point you think it's just in a perpetual state of dying well, it, it, spring is new, new life, new birth. Don't you love like big sweaters no. and like, like chunky like treats you in like know a cafe? I, you know, I don't like any of those things. Spooky movies. No. A little bit of a fright. No, I I hate literally everything you listed. Like nice dark early, cute cozy inside, cold outside. No. Nope. I want sunny, warm, frolicking, hotness. Move back to Melbourne. You big Melbourne. Fag. You big Jesse. But even Melbourne was too cold in the winter. Okay. So that's when I had to move up to the Gold Coast. I bet it must be so hard. <laughs> I've also realized when I'm when I'm not feeling well, I get meaner. So, so, I, well, you couldn't possibly be meaner than you were to me last week. So I say bring it on. Standards is not what I meant it was. We don't need to rehash this. But well, that's Corrections Corner right now. Okay. After we tell everyone to rate, review, and subscribe. Please and thanks. To Dickwick. Yeah. Do you queer what I queer? Um, but last week, Elliot told me to lower my fucking standards and not only was the rudest thing he's ever said to me but like publicly very publicly by that i just meant i feel like you've like like missed some good opportunities we why are we getting back into this tom you're doing just (laughs) fine i support all of your decisions so you don't think i should lower my standards i think a change might be needed in your dating life but i'm yet to diagnose it Mm. i actually wanted to touch on that if you don't mind Really quickly, uh, speaking of dating lives, I downloaded a new app that I heard of called Tamey, and it's this, like, gay chatting dating app. Can you spell it? it? T-A-I-M-I. Okay. Taimi? Okay. Like, Tamey. No, not that. (laughs) And so I downloaded I was like, sure, I'll give it another shot, because, like, throw another one in the fire, you know what I mean? And, um... It starts off by, like, asking you all these really personal questions that were really upsetting. They are like, describe your body type. And they showed four different body types. All all white men. And, like, all of varying sizes and shapes. And extreme sizes and shapes. And I was like, okay, well, none of these fit what I look like. So, I guess skip. And it was like, 
uh, highlight all of your, like, press all the things you are. And it listed, like, 20 thing like, identities that a gay man might oh, God. have. So I was like, well, I guess I'm kind of a nerd. Uh, I guess I'm kind of a jock. Uh, I guess I'm kind of a show queen. But, like, it felt, like, that all felt wrong. Like, all of those felt wrong, even though I am kind of all those three kind of those things. But it doesn't, that doesn't make sense to someone. And then, like, the next one was, like, what are you interested in? Had the same list. And I was, like, Ew. this is getting worse and worse. And I just, like, had to delete it right after that. Because I was, like, this is awful. Like, this is just perpetuating this, you know, that gay men need to be, like, living in these boxes of personas it was just it's like milo yiannopoulos got into the app developing business it's so upsetting and fucking racist like come on like toronto it's an app for white gays by white gays exactly apparently. that's really upsetting so fuck you tamey if you want to come for me do it do it tom's a nerd and he hates i don't know verbal <laughs> abuse um or do you love it tom do you have a real correction corner um, not not quite, except last week I asked Jesse to see if Faith Goldie was on the ballot for mayor. She, she of course, is, along with, what was it, 35 other people? Lots. He says. Um, I, I didn't even really want to correct that because I don't want to give that woman any breath whatsoever. Good, let's move she's on. Like, hey, we, okay, cool. We've accounted, continue. Yeah, yep. great. Fuck that one. You have a correction, do you not? It's like, uh, so I Hell realized yeah. that I didn't know how to say how many times I vomited last last week. I was like, I puke probably like five to 10 times a month. You said 10 times? By that, I meant like individual vomits. Like not 10 times a month am I like vomiting. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's still uh, it's still a lot. That's why I said it because I find it still a lot, but I had a lot of people who were like way too concerned, which I appreciate. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I mean, people should still be concerned. That's still a lot. Right. Easier to manage though. I'm, I'm dealing with it. <laughs> I'm not out of control per se. I mean, you are, but... We can get into that later. Maybe later. Spooky October. Tom, we have a really special guest with I'm us. so excited about I'm this so guest. I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. Um, it's always nice to have uh, a friend on. Yep. Um, and in this case, she's... Uh, Kate is a very dear old friend. Uh, old friend of mine? That's... <laughs> old. <laughs> I guess we're old. We're the same age. But um, yeah, I guess we've been friends for about 14 fucking years now. And along with you know, going to acting school together and being friends. She's also a, um, a f- great friend of the podcast, as she, as as we may have referred to her in the past, as Queen of Corrections Corner. Absolutely, she always <laughs> holds us accountable. Yeah, Elliot and I both accountable for some of the things we say and some misinformation at times. <laughs> and so we really appreciate that from Kate. We need we need more voices like that. Absolutely. Um. So, uh, without further ado, please, everyone, give it up. <laughs> give it up. <laughs> if you're not home listening, give us a little clap <laughs> for Kate. Yay. Thank you so much. Hi, Hi Kate. Kate. Hello. <laughs> oh, at long last. At last long. Here we are. <laughs> Queer we are. Queer we are. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's my um, pleasure. Kate, why don't you give us a little blip about who you are and why you're here. Oh, grand, yeah. Uh, so my name is Kate Verneberg, uh, and I am a theater artist, mainly an actor and a writer. Um, but I also do other things with my time. Uh, I 
currently work at Church of the Holy Trinity, uh, which is that church, if you're local to Toronto, which is right behind the Eaton Centre. It's for people who aren't in Toronto. It's a kind of an odd setup. It's a little, it looks little on the in, on the outside, but it's huge, actually. Gothic church set in the middle of a 1970s, like, shopping mall. Cool. <laughs> so it's very strange and very, like, Toronto. <laughs> yeah, very. Yes, exactly. Uh, and What denomination is that church? I'm sorry. They are Anglican, which, okay. if you're American, is Episcopalian. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Why is it something different in... Oh, well, I know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) That was not planned. We didn't plan this, folks. (laughs) (laughs) It's because uh, the Americans didn't want to be associated with England and and words that meant Englishness. So they changed the, the, the name for them from... Anglican, you know, angle, mm-hmm. uh, to Episcopalian, which means bishop-led in Greek. I see. Whoa. So kind of like Americans changed the spelling of all of our words. Oh, exactly. It's, okay. it's the same kind of history. Right. Yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. So I work there. Uh, they're they're very left-leaning, very social justice-focused. Um, yeah, I do other things for money, too, but I think those are the, the two important kind of threads of my life that you might need to know about for this podcast. Amazing. <laughs> I'm sure more will come out as we go along. Um, for our listeners as well, we've mentioned Kate because we've seen her um, play, show, one-woman show, sure. um, Queen of Heaven, and raved about it, and it was very inspiring yeah. um, and amazing, so hopefully we can touch on that at some Thank point you. as well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was that, really yeah. a really special experience, especially you when coming. you hit me with the holy water, and I didn't burst into You flames, didn't! So I appreciate it. I was worried. I did not tell Tom that this was taking place <laughs> in a church, because uh, I, I thought that might be difficult for him to come. Uh, so I no, just no, didn't no, tell him, and then he showed up. I wasn't <laughs> sure if I saw intentionality behind you, like, flicking it on him. I thought no! maybe it was a glimmer. No, no, There no. was a bar in the church, so it was like, there kind was. Of, it was a mixture of my church and your church. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of that, Jesse, do you mind if I have a tiny key? glass of wine thank you we can cut that if that's inappropriate jesse fill it with holy water and see if he burns from the inside out Uh, like a vampire kate how are you feeling tonight oh i'm i'm really excited to be here great yes um so we usually talk about how we're feeling in terms of a color elliot do you have a color that you're yeah at the moment i do um so just kind of daddy piggy because i'm a bit of a sick daddy piggy i was feeling like plum Kind of, um, there's like deepness, there's like multi-dimensions to it. It's a bit light on the inside and, and like darker on the outside. I feel a bit in a brooding mood, um, but like not just any plum. I'm like a plum that like everyone picks around in the fruit bowl. And like plums oh. are those things that can go bad, but you can't tell they've gone bad. So they keep oh. stocking up the fruit bowl and I'm still in it. Um, and one poor unsuspecting motherfucker is going to bite into me and it's just going to be rotten, you know? I see. Yeah. Sugar plum fairy gone bad. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tom, what's your color? <laughs> um, my color's like uh, a mint green. Ooh. Mm. I'm feeling very like clear and light today. Why are we always uh, the opposite? <laughs> <laughs> um, which I'm happy about because uh, I haven't been, I haven't felt that in a while. And some of it has to do is that I took the day off work. Mm. And some of it has to do, um, I usually get kind of that energy from Kate. Oh, um, so cute. <laughs> but I feel a little bit like I'm on vacation away from my uh, nagging family and I'm just like in a hotel and I have like cucumber water mm. and like I'm wearing a bathrobe that I'm going to steal and like it'll be the worst thing I've done for the last five years. And like um, I'm, I'm drinking like a mint tea, like but with um, 
like it's like a hot toddy actually oh cute a julep like a, a mint. julep, mint julep. <laughs> thank you my color's mint julep and that's, mint that sums julep. it up perfectly <laughs> i love it kate what about you um i think right now my color is like a deep glittering indigo which is mm. like spread across the sky no, it, it isn't actually. So thank you for turning to oh, look at the window. <laughs> I'm not incredibly <laughs> literal, you know that. How much <laughs> you sold it. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm sitting. I, I love it. So mystical. Yeah. Such good energy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Once again, I'm going to work my way out of my color, hopefully, by the end of this podcast. So I'll, uh, I'll work on you. Just peel me. <laughs> just get to that, like, fleshy <laughs> inside, you know? Ooh. <laughs> I regretted that instantly. Oink, oink. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just want to say, like, Kate, so I think it was mentioned, but Kate and I went to kooky acting school together. We did. And um, so we met when we were, what, 17 or 18? Yeah. Oh, you fainted on day one. I did faint on... And no one went to help him. Wait a second. Okay, so our very first day of of theater, so it was a hard program to get into. Mm -hmm. We were all very um, militant because we were terrified of getting... And they told us before this first class that look to your left, look to your right, one One of you won't be here by Christmas. What? Yeah. Yeah. And it was true. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, I was still there, but I did... Yeah, I passed out on the first day because so I yeah. wasn't breathing. Properly. We were doing deep breathing exercises while standing in a in a voice class. Yeah, and Tom like collapsed to the floor, yeah. and, and we all me. just everyone just stood there like continuing. And the teacher went to help him, and finally, you know, like it felt like minutes, yeah. but it was probably twenty seconds later. She said, "Can could could anybody help me here?" And we're like, oh right, human behavior, caring about other people. Yeah. It was pretty mortifying, actually. I blocked that from thing. my memory a lot. Oh, but uh, yeah, and then all well, the second years started calling me pass out, and I called pass out for the whole year jesus there Christ. was some bad bullying going on there yes there was and yeah. not just by the faculty oops yep. cut that zinger <laughs> no <clears throat> anyway so yeah so um anyone that sort of graduated this program we've been through the ringer together right and so uh, the 16 of us or however many there were just sort of came out knowing the the depths of each other's souls for better or for worse bond forged for life so yeah mm-hmm. it's like it's like perma family there kate did you sure. also play the rope game you have to throw the rope on the ground and be the be the shape of it see i blocked that out of my <laughs> i tried to explain this to to um to elliot a few weeks ago on on air but we dropped a, a rope mm-hmm. and it would make a certain impression on the ground this is coming back and then to we me. had to put it in our horror center and like wait you're what our horror center like our um how do i explain that like our emotional core this is on you i don't remember this <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to behave like the ro- however the rope was like splayed out on the floor yeah okay yeah <laughs> my god what was your highlight from acting school kate oh getting to play king lear in my third year that's i amazing. was 20 i was totally unequipped and unprepared but it opened my mind and but yeah you were amazing thank you tom (laughs) but yeah that was a really lasting thing that has stayed with me that's so cool yeah yeah was your final project also crying in public or was tom lying about that (laughs) oh that was a hyperbole oh okay (laughs) (laughs) i wish it would have been that would have been probably artier than what we wound up doing (laughs) that's true that was a terrible play um (laughs) king lear yeah and i was your um Edgar. You were Edgar. 
Mm. Yeah. Which was a meaty role again, also mm-hmm. for a 20 year old to try to do. Yeah. Especially yeah, in three weeks or whatever. Like, oh, it was insane. I just spent every waking moment memorizing lines. Anyway, enough about King Lear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can university. never get away from King Lear on this <laughs> <No>. podcast. <laughs> King Lear. Um, so, Kate, I know you've gone into a little bit about what you do in the different facets of your life. Do you think um, that queerness is political? And in what way do you use it to create social change? Ooh, I know okay. that's sort of a deep dive, but let's just... Let's get jump. into let's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I do think that queerness is political. Uh, and... We're living in a moment here in the province of Ontario where the government is choosing to write us out of how we educate young people. And so for me, that is extra political. Um, It's one of the reasons why I decided to come out when I did was because we need to be visible, all of us across the queer spectrum. And I'm not saying you should do anything that doesn't feel safe or that is not safe. But for me, I thought, okay, yep, it's time to be more visible. So that visibility is sort of partially how I'm being political with my queerness. I'm trying to have conversations with people that I love who who may be kind of struggling with that concept. And um, how do I use my queerness to promote social change? So I I would say that's the first thing, being visible, being Mm -hmm. present, being open to having conversations. Um, Something else that I think about a lot is the communities that I'm accountable to and that I'm part of. And that includes places like the village where I lived as a teenager, where my parents still live. It's a little village in the Ottawa Valley, about an hour outside of Ottawa. And I mean, they've never had a pride parade. Uh, There's barely like a post office in that village. And so you think, you know, you think about people growing up there who are far from resources, who may be far from um, seeing queer people who are out in, in, in real life. Mm-hmm. And you think, OK, well, like I'm from there and, and I'm OK. So, you know, it's important to, to represent, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Can we talk a bit about um, like your coming out if, if you'd want to or like, I guess, the the courage or the impetus behind that? Sure, yeah. So, I mean, I'll say that queerness is something that I've been living with my whole life, but I, I really hadn't labeled it for myself and as an identity that I owned and that I was wearing until about 18 months ago. And for me, it sort of came in like fits and bursts and I would just like repress it and I would mm-hmm. just like push it back down. Or, you know, I would have experiences or, or realizations and be like, maybe, nope, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then uh, about... 18 months ago, I think things started to shift a little bit. I started to um, do some deep meditating. And one of the things, one of the really unexpected things that came out of of that process was uh, this truth. And so I've been sort of slowly working through that. Um, I'll say that uh, one of the first people I decided to to go and tell was the priest in my parish, in my Anglican parish, which wow. is not the church I work at. That's bold. <laughs> well, I needed to know that I would have institutional support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. thought, you know, I hadn't told any of my family who mm-hmm. are also quite religious. And I thought if that goes badly, I, I need someone in, like, <laughs> says something about my personality, but like someone in a uniform who's like, <laughs> I approve of you and you are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever need to be safe or feel safe. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
and and you know I, I belong to a very queer positive parish so there wasn't that much of a risk but Amazing. it still felt a bit like here i go um yeah so was it received well it really was oh, that's so yes. good Fabulous. Congratulations. thank you he did say can i ask why me? And I explained <laughs> myself like, for what the things you represent. <laughs> I was like, did you think that I would say something bad? I mean, you saw me up there last week wearing a full rainbow stole, which is like one of those scarves that some Christian priests wear that are like full body. Lines. Yeah. You know, like it was pretty explicit. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're going to accept me. <laughs> well, I, I, I love we don't know what a small step is. It's like fucking <laughs> jump or nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and so from there, I I started coming out to friends and and uh, in you know communities where it was necessary to. And for a while, I had sort of a policy that I wasn't hiding, and if it came up, I would address it. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to be more intentional about telling people that who were close to me, like uh, family, you know. So I I set up some some ways to do that uh, fairly recently in the summer, actually. Wow. Yeah. So that's sort of been that journey. How are you feeling about it all? Uh, I'm really glad I did it. And to be honest, like I have good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was raised Roman Catholic like Tom was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm not blaming Roman Catholicism because it's cultural. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's all over the place. But um, sometimes I, I feel very filthy. You know, I have that internalized shame. So mm-hmm. I have those bad days. And then other days I feel very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're still we're still riding that roller coaster. Very interesting. Mm. Um, can I ask about? Can I ask about? Uh, sorry, <laughs> checking with her off microphone. No, it's lovely. Um, Thank you. Uh, your husband, who yeah. I've also known probably for as long as I've known you. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, he's just such a lovely, supportive man. He is. So I can only imagine, not to put the words in your mouth, mm. that he was very supportive with this news as well. Absolutely. Ben uh, Ben and I have known each other since we were 14. We went to high school together. Aww. Yeah, we've been in love for a long time. And I'll I'll begin at the beginning, maybe, around <laughs> uh, that. Uh, do. At the intersection of, you know, cishet boyfriends and <laughs> queerness. <laughs> um, like, when I was about 17, I remember seeing, like, an ad with some woman in a bikini. Like, so, so typical. You know, I'm thinking, like, what a stunner. And then having, like, all of this terrible, serious fear around mm. what that would mean. And so, I, like, th- I think that that's the first thing I remember consciously being, like, absolutely not. I cannot be gay. This is not happening. I live in a village. I am Catholic. Oh, my God. No, wow. no, no, no. Right? Uh, and... The only person that I kind of told about that was my boyfriend, Ben. And we were sitting on some stairs off Somerset Street in Ottawa, where we grew up. And I just kind of like told him about it. And he was so accepting and open and just like validated my experience and didn't try to label me in any way. And and we we just moved on from there. And so then over the years, you know, these topics have come up again and and it's it's been a long conversation so by the time we got to the point last summer where i was like oh ben i'm like queer and i need to talk about that publicly and wear that label mm-hmm. especially because i'm married to a cishet man mm-hmm. um he he just continued to be the most supportive the most accepting person i love him so much and he's yeah he's incredible <laughs> that's so amazing yeah um do you ever feel concerned about I don't want to put this like on your experience, but I, I know of people who are um, queer, but dating like a cishet man and then people question their level of queerness. Does that mm. make sense? Like, sure. Because you're not with a woman right now, like, 
are you really doing anything for community? Like, do you ever kind mm-hmm. of grapple with that or? Uh, yeah. I mean, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I very much hold the opinion that who I am is not defined by my marriage and that the kind of marriage that I'm in actually enhances me. And I hope he feels the same way that it enhances who he is. Um, I, I think, and that's something that's important to me that which I've had some conversations with some people about recently that it's an interesting thing. Like I, I often use the word bisexual to describe my sexuality. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to like limit it to that, but I use that as a shorthand. Yeah. Um, and so there are a lot of us who are in relationships with people of, of different genders from mm-hmm. ourselves. And if we're all kind of hiding behind those partners, I think again about those kids in that village I grew up in mm-hmm. who are, who are we? Who can they see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who's being visible? Um, and I think that's a legit thing, especially if, if you're someone like me who has a fluid sexuality. Mm-hmm. I can have a deep, committed, important relationship with a cishat man and just be queer as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand where those people are coming from. And they're like, well, date a lady then. <laughs> like, yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, fuck you. I don't tell you who to, who to date. Yeah, right? Uh, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> also, like... <laughs> being bi is never something that can be visible unless you're like dating two people at once or like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of people do and that's great. And I'm not. Exactly. Yeah. I think I'm coming to terms with more and more the fact that I'm probably bisexual too. Mm -hmm. Oh, hi Tom. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so weird putting any labels on that kind of stuff for me because I, you know, I'm like you, I'm fluid. Like I'll go a week, two weeks, a month and thinking one way and then it'll switch really quickly. So Mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you get any? So I know that you, when you initially told your pastor, yeah. did I say that word a right? Priest, yeah, you can a say priest. pastor. Um, uh, have you gotten any uh, negative reactions from anybody at the church, or has it been a great? Has it all been hunky dory? No, uh, I I belong to one of, I I attend one of the most positive queer queer positive parishes in Toronto within the Anglican diocese mm. and I work at the other one. Cool. So like I'm in like this beautiful little bubble <laughs> in my own way. Um, I mean, and not everyone there knows either, mm-hmm. uh, but the people who do know uh, have been wonderful. I, I marched in the pride parade with them actually. Aww, yeah. This cool. year I, I wasn't sure I was going to go uh, and I made a split second. I was actually, I arrived at my home subway stop and was like, Oh wow, no, I need to turn around. And then as we were getting ready to march, I was like, no, I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, and then uh, this wonderful um, queer I, I'm going to call him an elder in, in this community, mm-hmm. Chris Ambage, who has been very, very Anglican and very vocal about, about queer rights within the Anglican church wow. here in Toronto, uh, handed me, he, he organizes the Anglican Pride Parade Presence, and it's called Proud Anglicans, and he has sashes in different colors that say Proud Anglican, and then the little um, cardboard signs on sticks that have the names of the parishes uh and he came by just as i was like i'm leaving i literally it was like had handed my sash back to some unsuspecting uh priest and they were like oh okay <laughs> uh, and chris was like all right and here's the church of the redeemer sign and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> well we're in it to win it okay <laughs> was it um, nerves that made you want to back out at the last moment or? absolutely right. i was like okay. i wasn't out to my parents at that point i was right. like if they see me in the paper i'm gonna march down young street in a crowd what is this what am i doing um 
And we were at that moment a kind of a small group and I, I didn't know anyone and I was feeling exposed. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Chris handed me the sign and I was like, okay, well, I mean, I do sit on the board of management here. I can't be like, bye, <laughs> <laughs> bye leadership, goodbye responsibility. Um, wow, amazing. And, what yeah. a crazy journey. And uh, like, as I, I wanted to just say this one thing about the Pride Parade. Like, so you know, it was kind of a smattering of people, um, some of whom I, I, most of whom I didn't really know. And I thought, okay, we're doing this. Oh my gosh. But as we turned the corner, a whole host of other people showed up. Like the priest I had come out to and his whole family, the person who is now the Archbishop of Toronto, like three other bishops from our diocese. Like wow. it was like the Order of the Phoenix descended. <laughs> and I was like, oh, why was I afraid? Yeah. And in that moment I thought, regardless, these people love and support me and, and know who I am. Oh, that's phenomenal. And I can take my place here. So yeah. Can I ask a dumb faggot question? No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't talk Bye. about yourself that way. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review. See y'all later. Um, <clears throat> no, uh, I don't actually understand the denomination Anglican. Like, what is yeah. um, what is it that you practice? I guess or like believe. That was a great question. Um, so Anglicanism uh, comes out of what is called the Church of England in England, and so people often point to the beginning of the Church of England as Henry VIII, mm. who is that Tudor King of England who had six wives and murdered a whole bunch of them and was a kind of a monster. Yep. Um, the Tom of England. We're fighting about that later. So um, it's an interesting history at that beginning point uh, because it wasn't a popular... Okay, I should back up one more step and say that in England at that time, the state religion was Catholicism. Okay. Like they were all Roman Catholics. They weren't all. I shouldn't say that. There were people of other faiths <laughs> present in England at that time. Corrections uh, calling yourself right now. I just did. Yeah, well, and please continue to correct me, whoever is listening. <laughs> Give us the facts. Um, but the, the sort of state religion of England was Roman Catholicism. And right. Henry VIII wanted a divorce, uh, which the Pope wasn't giving him, kind of for political reasons. Uh, so he was like, all right fuck this, I'm going to just declare that I'm now the supreme head of the Christian faith as present here in England, and we're not going to follow those rules anymore. Uh, so it wasn't a populist movement mm. the way that Whoa. like Lutheranism in Germany and, right. and Germanic states were, was. Um, Which Protestantism, Protestantism came out of that movement in Germany? Is that yeah, correct? so okay. like ordinary Catholic people who were Christian, the Christians, the dominant Christians in that area were like, I don't like this. This is not feeling good. And they rallied around a leader called Martin Luther, who was like, this does not feel good. We should fix this. Right. So it was like the people were like, yes, forward into a new way of doing things. Yeah. Um, but in England, it wasn't like that. The king was like, great, now I'm in charge. And they were like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, most people were. Some people really were like, not cool with that. And that's right. a whole history lesson. Okay, how did we get here? <laughs> I love it. I'm learning so much. I know, I actually learned. <laughs> I love it. That's literally the point of this podcast is for us to learn. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's the beginning of Anglicanism. So some Anglicans don't consider themselves to be mainline Protestants, mm. which is what like a Lutheran or a Presbyterian might be. Uh, and But they also don't see themselves as Roman Catholics. Uh, they're sort of in the middle between those two Christian traditions. Okay. Uh, and different parishes lean different ways uh, in terms of how they express themselves. And I'm, I belong right now to a parish that is, uh, I would say kind of balanced be mm. between those two different ideas, mm -hmm. um, which I like. Uh, it has a lot of ceremony and a lot of ritual, a lot of visual <laughs> stimulation, a lot of choral music, <laughs> um, which is what I grew up with. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's that going on. Um, 
But the thing that I really enjoy about Anglicanism uh, is that unlike some other um, Christian denominations, uh, the, the overarching theme is that we all worship together. We don't all believe the same thing. Okay. So there's, there's diversity of thought and of mm-hmm. feeling in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about uh, coming together to, to perform acts and, and to have spiritual experiences, but it's not necessarily mandated that we're like staring at each other going, well, I don't want to sit next to you if you don't believe what I believe. Right. Yeah. Okay. So here's my question about that. Yeah. Um, we're always trying to do better and educate and learn about the, about diverse voices. Mm-hmm. This podcast. So I want to go with you. I like, I feel like I, I should, and I need to religion has always been sort of a, a no-go zone for me because mm. it represents like shame and mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of terrible things for me for me but um i'm interested and open to to um have this positive experience um my only question is mm-hmm. is that when you cl- when you talk about diversity in beliefs at the church are there people there who don't stand for the rights of lgbtq people that's a great question. And again, I'm going to say that this varies parish by parish. Right. Okay. Um, and when I say, you know, like, we don't all believe the same thing, but we're all there to worship, if you want to use that word together, uh, that's like a, an amazing ideal, mm-hmm. kind of. What largely happens is that people of similar mindsets kind of group and clump together, mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. parish by parish. But that's not to say that there haven't been, um, like, very difficult conversations that communities have had to work through these issues Mm -hmm. like in my parish church of the redeemer uh i guess this was a a long time ago now but 15 years uh, but the incumbent who is now actually i I called him the archbishop earlier but he that's not the word they use let's corrections that later Um, (laughs) (laughs) um um had a had a a conversation with the parish because they we wanted to put up um a rainbow flag on the front of the church, just mm. a little sticker that said queer people are welcome here. Mm-hmm. And so they had community consultations and, and there were some members who had difficulty with it. And I think there, that was, if I'm remembering the story correctly, uh, three people voiced, voiced issues. Two of them worked through it and one of them left the parish. Okay. So I think that's kind of how things work. Right. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can't guarantee that anyone who walks in on a Sunday is, is going to, like, sign a petition that says, uh-huh. yay, queers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it would be highly right out of character for the parish, and people would be like, right. people would jump on that if, if you got queer shamed got it. at Redeemer or at Holy It's like Trinity. walking into any space. There's yeah. going to be people who yeah. align with you and people who don't. Yeah. Yeah. Got, I got it. Wow, that's so interesting. Hold me accountable to this. Yeah, Because I, I want to go. I want to yeah. s- know how I feel. Yeah. Because now whenever I walk into a church, I get these, like, you mm. know, pangs of well, anger legit. and shame. And- yeah. Like, Christianity has a lot to answer for. Yeah. Yeah. Especially re- these days. Yeah. So, sorry, I'm, base baseline of my question, I guess, is, like, the the um, sacred text is the Bible. Mm-hmm. The the God is, like, Jesus and God. Like, that's what the Holy Trinity. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yes. It's part of that tradition of okay. Christianity. Okay. Sorry. No, 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 I no, no. I, I, your answer was amazing. I, that, that's why that was where the dumbness came in. No, I, like, no, I don't wasn't think it's sure to what extent. It's not dumb. Like, okay. No, that's really legit. Yeah. I was raised very agnostic. Sure. Yeah. Potentially quite um, violently so. So oh. we're going to see. Yeah. Violently agnostic? I yeah. Like, it. I wouldn't say necessarily atheist, but like, um, 
uh, we've talked about in this podcast before, but my parents had a um, uh, Irish Catholic upbringing mm-hmm. and just like, it's like if you raised a kid right now without getting past that guilt, how your kid would feel about religion. Does that make sense? <laughs> sure, but I am not agnostic. Right, yeah. right. I mean, agnostic, agnostic's not the right word, but I'm open to other people's beliefs and I understand the importance of belief. Okay, cool. So that's agnostic... Yeah. Continue. <laughs> We're not sure. Okay, so to change um, to change gears, if yeah. you don't mind, because sure. I'm th- I am so excited to talk to you about this thing that happened. I saw on your social media a few weeks ago. You there was a um, a demonstration downtown of the Proud Boys of Ontario or the Proud Boys, and you sort of uh, met to counter counteract them. Can yeah. you tell us uh, who they are and and why you did and what happened? Absolutely, yeah. So in, in the second weekend of September, um, I have forgotten the organizing groups. Oh, it was oh it was Pegida. It was the Canadian chapter of Pegida. Uh, I don't know Pegida. Yeah, they are uh, a German uh, far right group mm. uh, that's about protecting like European in air scare quotes. Let's call them rights. Did you say scare quotes? I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, like because like everyone should follow medieval people of color on on uh, Twitter uh, and everywhere that that account is operational because Europe is not just for white people and it never has been. <laughs> so let's just talk. Let's just say that. Um, Amazing. But they're, they're a far right group that uh, is very anti-Islam and is very much about uh, white supremacy. Mm. And they now have a chapter in Canada and they organized um, a march uh, down Bay Street to the Cenotaph to lay a wreath in um, commemoration of those who died on 9-11. So that was a smokescreen for, uh, you know, a, a kind of a hate rally. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, and, and the Proud Boys were present, as were the, the Sons of Odin. And I did go down to the counter-protest on that uh, occasion. And I'll tell you a couple of the reasons why I did that. Uh, this is something I care about, uh, not living in a white supremacist society. And, and as a white person, actively opposing that, I, th- mm. I think that's very important. Um, so that was one reason I decided to do it. Uh, another was, was my dear husband, Ben, uh, who is someone who is of uh, mixed race heritage. And we were sitting at the kitchen table that morning. And he, he was, I'm sorry to say this again, but he, he was talking about Faith Goldie. And he, yeah, and he said to me, you know, I was, I was listening to Faith Goldie, who was running for mayor of Toronto, talking. And I thought to myself, I am the sort of person she fears the most. I am someone with black heritage. I am someone with Jewish heritage who uh, passes for white and has, again, air quotes, infiltrated the white race. Mm, And he said, I would love to sit down and talk to her. I would love to confront her, but I would never feel safe doing that. And I was like, well, if that's what I'm hearing at my own kitchen table, then as like a blonde, blue-eyed white lady, Mm -hmm. I need to get my ass down to the protests Um, because it it affects not just him, but our neighbors who are brown or who are read as brown by white people. Um, It affects uh, our friends and our families uh, and and, and, and is wrong. So I went down for that reason. I also went down uh, because I'm going to circle back to religion. (laughs) Um, That weekend, uh, I work at a church, as you know, and part of my job is to type things into the bulletin, which is the order of service. Mm. Uh, And at Holy Trinity, they type out the the biblical passages that are read that week. And uh, one was from the Epistle of James, which is a, a short book of the Christian end of the Bible that isn't well known, especially in more protestant circles uh 
but I, as I was typing this into the, the bulletin and I was talking with uh, one of my colleagues there um, pr- to prepare it, it, it came back to me. And I'm just going to read you a little snippet from the end of, of that week's reading, which goes, What good is it, sisters and brothers, if you say you have faith but do not act on it? Can your faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and without food for the day, and one of, uh, and one of you says to them, I wish you well, stay warm and well fed. But you give them nothing that the body needs. What good is it? The point is, faith by itself, if it is without action, is dead. And, you know, that kind of struck me in between the eyeballs. It's like, yeah, what are you going to do about this? It's all very well for... for, Thoughts um, and prayers. Yeah, yeah, for comfortable people to say, oh, that's just awful. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not willing to do something about it... um, And and so that weekend, an action that I took was going down to that counter-protest. What was the ethos like there um, between them and you guys or for a long time um the the counter protesters did all of the chanting and and we were making jokes and it was very jovial on our side and they Mm. just stood there in silence and something that i thought was very interesting to see was the kind of signs they had on on the the pegida side of things and so some people had signs that said uh you know my canada includes lgbtq rights and they feel that uh, that a, a mounting pressure of Islamicism, or however they're terming it, uh, will will squash that. Or oh. yeah, or they want to talk about how like women's rights are being oppressed in Muslim communities. I'm like interesting. Yeah. But I'm like if you uh, want to so talk they're about just pitting the left against each other or trying attempting to do so. Well, and those weren't the only signs they had, right. but those are the ones that caught my attention because yeah. I thought, okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, and if you want to talk about women being oppressed in religion. <laughs> we can't just talk about one religion uh-huh. because that's kind of a global trend. <laughs> <laughs> not, not all cultures, but many. Uh, but as they started to march, we um, and the police, of course, who were in between us, mm-hmm. uh, as they started to march towards Bay Street, they sort of had gathered at University Avenue. We went out into the to meet them. We, we cut through Nathan Phillips Square to meet them in the middle of Bay Street. Uh, and then things got tense, you know. Mm-hmm. Tom, did you? Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but were the police not protecting the Pagitas and yeah, like sort of yeah, so trying it, to clear the way for them to march? Yes, uh, those people did uh, have a permit because we issue permits to this okay. kind of group here in Toronto to march through the street carrying a sign. I see. Um, and so, as our society is currently set up, the police were there to protect their right to march. Mm. And right. uh, so, yes, we were gathered in the middle of Bay Street. There were three rows of cops in between us. The cops are facing us. Um, the the, the um, supporters of this march were standing in the middle. And we were sort of spread out the counter protesters along a line. Uh, and I, I have never been to a protest where things got physical in that way. Mm. Um, but I thought in the moment, here I am. These are my values. I'm going to live them out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. And... To be frank, we didn't have the numbers to stop them. And also the police are three rows deep and they just put on their punching gloves. Jesus. You know? Yeah. Uh. I was like, and you know what, though? You know what? I was standing there looking at these three rows of cops who had just put on their like heavy duty punching gloves and and the bikes that that they use as barriers and the horses that are behind us. And there's another row of cops who are like getting ready. And we thought at one point they were going to kettle us. They didn't. Uh, But and I thought, okay, what do we do? What do we do when this happens? We breathe in, we breathe out. You keep your knees unlocked. You, you get ready. Get just get ready to be slammed. And I thought, why does it feel like? Why am I kind of calm about getting slammed? And I thought, 
you know, as a woman, I prepare to get assaulted a lot. So I know how that feels and I can prepare for that moment. And, and that's what happened was the police, um, like announced that they were going to march towards Bay street and they did. And they, and they pushed us back and we, we couldn't keep them back. Uh, but for me, it is so important to be there on the line to, to have a visual if nothing else representation that we will oppose you every step of the way yeah. that this is not the society that i want to live in it is not okay for for this to happen and though i can't hold you back i i will be out there to to, to oppose you yeah um and and that's what happened the police pushed us back to the cenotaph they laid their wreath and then they left at one point, Fuck. I was standing there on the steps of City Hall, uh, and there was just like a line of cops who were just there to defend against me, just me. <laughs> and, and I like waggled my eyebrows and smiled at the cop, and he smiled back. I was like, yeah, here we are. <laughs> um, Can you imagine yeah. having to, to defend those marchers? That's so I, disturbing. I, I, I and couldn't. like, I guess it just wouldn't matter what my job was i just couldn't do it. i wouldn't do it i i, I understand the argument for democracy that yeah, that needs totally. to function in a system but we've seen what happens when that is allowed to function and it's just like free speech isn't hate speech like you just yeah. literally exactly. do yeah. not get to to have a position that would require a fucking cleansing of society or whatever yes. the fuck they however they would put it like and for me, like, that is very personal, not just because of the reasons I've already outlined, but I'm also half German. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, my family would be what some people would term Deutschland German, which are like, uh, you know, like the ancient Germanic tribes, because there are lots of German people from various backgrounds. Yeah. My husband, Ben, his Jewish side is, is German, and, and Jewish people have been in Germany for thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my family fell on the side of the line that Hitler would have been proud of. Right. And so for me... It's very important that people like me who have that family heritage, who have that history, who who have heard the stories and, and know what it's like on that side of the line, that we are there to oppose people who wish to bring back those values. Yeah. Wow. I'm so proud of you and your action. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Hate. I, it feels it I feels like you. it's thank you it, but it is insufficient we, we need to do more yeah everyone listening to um we need to do more tom are you crying <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just don't be sorry i just want our <laughs> listeners to know you keep it just it. means a lot for numerous reasons um so we are at 50 minutes oh um i know so we i really want to talk about your show oh yeah um, yeah and then we need to quote that you. <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing. Okay, great. So let me tell you. Uh, I am in a show that opens, I believe, on the 17th of October. It's with Aberrant Theatre here in Toronto, and it's called the Ghostlight Anthology. Mm. And it is uh, a, an immersive horror experience mm. that features five cautionary tales. Uh, and some of them just feel way too real, way too present. It's happening at the Box Theatre uh, weekends following in October and on Halloween night. Cool. Uh, I'm having a awesome time being part of this company and and i think uh there's some things that are really going to creep you out in it from a very real political standpoint <laughs> amazing <laughs> amazing when the yeah. world is a horror show what else can you do <laughs> yeah, right? pretty it. much yeah. that should be the tagline <laughs> <laughs> well read the press release that's pretty much what they said <laughs> <laughs> that's so exciting mm-hmm. um yeah so we'll see you ghost all light there. anthology the ghost light anthology at the box theater that's right. Great. It is such a good name, the Ghostlight Anthology. It's so spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Jesse, did you send us the quotes? Jesse, please do your job. 
all I ask. We don't ask anything from you, Jesse. It's all we just ask. Just to produce an entire podcast. Jesus. Like, it's that hard. Okay. Kate, you know the rules. Okay. <laughs> Tom, do you want to go? Uh, I think you should go first. What's your favorite swear word? Cunt. <laughs> yes! That's my favorite one. <laughs> Ryerson or fire a gun? Ryerson. Oh my goodness. Ryerson, I guess. <laughs> Who's your queer icon? Oh, I was prepared for this one. Uh, Virginia Woolf, Ooh. Stephanie Beatrice, um, Frida Kahlo. Ah, oh, so good. Fucking yeah. I think I already answered this, but first girl crush? Oh, like whoever starred in the Dolce & Gabbana like blue ad. <laughs> <laughs> we need to figure that out. Um, oh my gosh. Jesse, on that. Who's your desert island band? Oh no. Or type of music? You know what? I'm going to say Jeremy Dutcher because his album is incredible. Oh. Amazing. Uh, what's your favorite sound? My cat purring. Oh. Um, Gaelic or garlic? Gaelic. <laughs> King Lear or Queen Queer? Queen Queer. What's your favorite play? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. My favorite play? I know. That's so hard. Oh, no. I'm such... I'm sorry. I'm an introvert. And I'm like, let me think about this for 10 minutes. Oh, I'm going to be just such a jerk and say King Lear because I will see it at any time... Anywhere, in any kind. Um, Method acting or Methodists acting? Methodists acting. (laughs) Methodists are so nice and so fun, and they have beautiful choral arrangements. (laughs) Um, Germany or many germs? Germany. (laughs) Um, Slings and arrows or sphinx and pharaohs? (sighs) Slings and arrows, I think. (laughs) Shawl or brawl? Shawl. Oh, we're done. That's it. That was amazing. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, that was terrible. <laughs> no, it was so good. It wasn't at all. Terrible. Like we like lulled you into a false sense of like goofy questions, and we asked you like actual things. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, um, so, Kate, if you don't mind turning or, like swiveling around in your chair and mm-hmm. having a look at um, the beauty that is Pamela, mm. can you describe what kind of energy she's giving you tonight? Pamela is having a really serene time. <laughs> She also looks a bit wet. <laughs> she is wearing, uh, shall I describe her, her please. garments? Yes, she, please. she is wearing a beautiful terry cloth blue bathrobe um, around her person and into it, into the front, she has tucked a uh, peach colored loofah. About her head, she is sporting um, a towel that she's artistically twisted up to keep her ears dry. She's having a relaxing night in. <laughs> that was um, such a graceful description about her head. Like, I love it. Why can't Thanks. I speak like that? No. Um, silver linings. Yeah, silver linings. Silver linings. You got one, uh, Elliot. Am, is it allowed to be future oriented? Of course. Fucking. We don't know t- time what here. Is time? Like what is time? Uh, I, I'm sure I can check back in on this, but I bought tickets to go to Halloween Haunt, nope. which is like Canada Wonder <laughs> Canada's Wonderland does this thing where it's like an immersive experience, and there's multiple different horror parks um, and they just opened up a bunch of new ones this year and I'm very excited for it. That's so stupid. We've had our friends back out on us because it's spooky so it's just going to be me and Vigo but oh. I'm quite excited. Well, I hope you and Vigo have a marvelous time. I think we will. It's literally everything that I hate like lineups, crowds, I'm gonna get really paying to get I in go. somewhere <laughs> and then being scared. I hate all those things. Yeah I know Tom. You should come. I'd rather die. <laughs> thanks for the invite. Tom what's your silver lining? Uh, my silver lining is I had um 
this is so dear. I'm actually already screenshot to do this, but uh, I have uh, I had a girlfriend in grade seven mm. named Sam, and um, she recently reached out to me this week over Instagram and said that she'd found the podcast and is listening to it and is queer has become sorry is queer herself mm-hmm. and um, and is really excited that we were each other's first beards or whatever. And Aww. I hadn't I haven't heard from her in literally. 20 years wow Wow. so it was just so fun and exciting and like i remember our kinship like i remember how important she was to me at that age i like i knew that i loved her and anything i did i wanted to impress her i wanted to seek her out and like make her laugh like her laughter i would have told you at that moment in my life was my favorite noise and like i would like do things to try to impress her and like I really truly did love her and so it's so it's so exciting and nice and to find out that that's why we sort of found each other and loved each other mm. we that were beautiful. little queer babies yeah trying to work out puberty together yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about you Kate my silver lining happened on the way here. I was I, I had come from my job at Holy Trinity and I was cutting through uh, the corner of Young and Dundas. And uh, those of you who know Toronto will know that on that corner there are a lot of religious um, fanatics, fanatics and prophetizers. Oh dear, that's mm. <laughs> uh, people who are there spouting their religion, and often they're very extreme, very hardline. Yeah. And one of the people that I recognize as being one of those hard kind of hard far right Christian sort of people who often has a microphone Mm -hmm. uh, was holding it up in the air while a man wearing like ballpark mustard yellow pants and a pink patterned top spoke into it while he said i support your right to say these things but you need to respect my right to disagree (laughs) i was like the world is beautiful and not all is lost this is a beautiful moment of humanity Oh my god. That's amazing, Kate. So yeah. the guy was like actually hold- giving him the microphone? To yes, talk? he was. He was holding it like over his head kind of like a baseball bat, but he was holding <laughs> it up for the guy the other guy who was talking. Mustard pants. Um, for mustard pants to to give an opinion that opposed his own. And I thought, I don't I don't want to hear the end of this. I don't want to hear how he's going to cast <laughs> him into hell later. Just walk but on in by. this moment, these two people are very Roman Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but in that moment I thought you know what if we can still have this conversation on a public street corner there is still a kernel of hope out there that's so beautiful just while we're on religion and because um, the queen of corrections corner is like emanating over here (laughs) uh, I want I need to double check because I might have to correct it agnostic is the belief that you don't have a like agnostic is like respecting other beliefs or is agnostic like a belief in God, but non-denominational belief in God. Agnostic is sort of, uh, cor- and correct me if I'm wrong, but someone who who gives up um, any sort of, uh, there, you you relinquish you, your rights to say if there is or is not a God. Like you're leaving it up to the universe to decide. Right. Um, okay. So I don't exists. know if that necessarily makes sense for me then. Mm. Right. Anyway, like uh, agnostic is basically like I don't know. Okay. Maybe that mm. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I know, <laughs> but I don't know if I know. Right. Anyway, mm. thanks. Yeah, thanks for joining me on that ride, <laughs> final <laughs> ride. Um, Kate, where can our listeners find you? Oh, follow me on Instagram. I'm at Kate W Berg, and that's spelled K A T E W B U R G. Awesome, Werner Berg. Your name is so fun to say. Thank you. <laughs> 
Tom, where can our listeners find us? You can find us on Facebook at Do You Queer What I Queer, on Instagram at Dickwick. Uh, you can find us on Patreon if you feel like being really supportive. Don't whine when you say that, please. <laughs> no, I was just trying to be cute with it. Cute. Patreon. Um, <laughs> please also email us with um, any questions or demands or um, or uh, fury at do you queer what I queer at gmail.com. No punctuation except for that dot. And um, you can also find us on Twitter, probably, mm-hmm. um, at Dickwick. Can we all say in unison to vote in the election? Oh, we, yeah. So, great. Hey, hey, people in the U.S., you fucking vote. I know everyone's telling you to. But, and anyone who listens to us is going to. So that's yep. a bit redundant. But people of Toronto, we have a very important election coming up on October 22nd. Um, and that's to vote for our uh, mayor and our council and our uh, school board trustees. Yes, so important. Um, very, very important, especially at this time when education is so uh, on the fence. On the count of three, let's all just say go vote. One, two, three. Go, go vote! Everywhere. And see you next Tuesday. Thanks, Kate, for joining us. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. I'm sure this is not the last we'll hear of you. Absolutely not. Until next time. Bye. 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 Wow, we almost did that harmony at the end. No, one, two, ready, go. Yes.